Greetings, Quester. The Meddlesome Meeples present Tome Talk with Matt and Richard. Okay, welcome to Matt's literature exam, <laughs> um, where he's going to talk about a book he's claimed to have read, uh, which is, well, we've got this really nice hardback copy of the Complete Cthulhu Mythos Tales, uh, which I was just having a flick through earlier, and but there's a particular one in here that you're going to talk about, isn't there? That's right. Which one's that? The Shadow Over Innsmouth. Yes. Now, now the Shadow Over Innsmouth is interesting because... Mm. Out of all the various uh, stories that Lo- H.P. Lovecraft wrote and published, mm-hmm. The Shadow of Rinsmith was the only one that was actually released as a book during Lovecraft's right. lifetime. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, only with a very small run, and there was something like um, 400 copies of it made, mm. and I think two of them had that many typos and printing errors that they had to be destroyed so that only left 200 of copies <laughs> yeah <laughs> it only left 200 copies in circulation and actually hp <laughs> H- lovecraft himself never thought it was going to be published right because he thought it was that um it was that down on that particular work because he thought it was it had errors he thought there was problems with the storyline mm-hmm. and also hp lovecraft um was known for his lack of confidence in his ability to write action Right. That's what. Yeah, a lot of it is kind of description of something from a very from a distance. It seems that's, that's what right. I often thought. So he never he doesn't very often uh, get into any kind of like first person accounts of well this happened and then I did this. And no, they just tend to hear it from a beardy guy by the docks or something. Yeah, like and in kind of vague descriptive terms, like you know, um, you know, the man struggled with such and mm. such, and rather than actually like a blow-by-blow account of, of something. Mm. Um, this is like the, got the only real action sequences mm. that he's wrote in oh, a more detailed idea. context mm-hmm. in The Shadow Over Innsmouth. Um, one of the other things that's quite unusual about the book, it doesn't actually mention the name of the, it, the narrator. Because right. if you're familiar with Lovecraft's work, a lot of it is done through like letters and memoirs and mm. and uh, through narration yeah and it's a narration a narrator will go through the story and dis- describe himself talking with other characters and mm. and uh, interacting with various creatures and surroundings and it's the same in this it's the first person the narrator mm-hmm. and it's kind of recounting events almost like he's writing into a journal right um, yeah. to others but the narrator himself, nor his parents, are named in the book. He just says, I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we do know from H.P. Lovecraft's s- story notes, from when he was writing the story, that the character, the narrator, was going to be called Robert Olmsted. Right. Yeah. Uh, he also named his mother as well, but his father is still without name. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very interesting story about uh, this traveller. He's a 20-year-old man. Mm-hmm. He's on a tour of uh, New England and other locations and he is basically going on a tour to see architecture mm-hmm. and he's in this uh, this town and it's a real real town in Massachusetts called Newsburyport mm-hmm. and while he's there he starts to try and plan his next route which is going to take him to Arkham from Newsburyport 
but the train fare is quite pricey, and right. he, so he starts looking for a cheaper alternative. Sounds and, like he's playing Pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the ticket sellers actually says to him, well, this is actually a, a bus that runs to, from Newsreport to Arkham mm-hmm. via the town of Innsmouth. Right. But everyone that he s- speaks to about it is very, very negative about the uh, the town and its people. There's a oh, real suspicion, yeah. and they start some almost um, almost supernatural tones, like there's something really dark and foreboding about this place right. and the people there. Mm. Nothing concrete. It's just that they know that the, everyone has this distrust and re- repulsion, at not only of Innsmouth but mm. the inhabitants of the town. Is it something they've been going? strange kind of more recently something like that well, I know, it's a been, I it's a, yeah it's, well it's been going on for years but it was mm. kind of a long-held distrust and right, yeah, been, he heard about um like a plague that had happened mm-hmm. which had killed about half of the town's population but he was uh, the narrator rich uh, robert olmstead he starts to think well if if this town can arouse such animosity mm-hmm. Uh, such hostility in its neighbours. There must be something interesting about this town. So he does some research in the town before he decides to go there the mm-hmm. next morning. And that research really sets off the tone for the rest of the, the story because yeah, of some of the things he yeah. finds out mm-hmm. about it and about like the jewellery, for example, uh, some of the strange pieces that they've got. Mm. He then goes and then when he starts to see these things in an, in Innsmouth... Mm-hmm. They all start to connect with some of the local stories he's hearing from different yeah. individuals there. So it's like a story within a story because yeah. you, you get to hear everybody's account of what happened years ago. Yeah, so there's a couple of characters he meets in Innsmouth who gives him some details about the town. Um, one is a non-resident from Arkham and another one is, is actually... One Zadok. One Zadok. Yeah. <laughs> one is Zadok Allen, uh, yeah. who we know from one of our um, Lovecraft-inspired games, Mansions of Madness. Yeah, Second Mansions Edition, of Madness. Yeah, you often we have meet to him keep... in Smith. Yeah, and he keeps appearing different places, drunk, yeah. doesn't he? And you keep having to try and get him to tell more of the story. So he has this um, encounter with Zadok, and he gets told things which he, f- quite frankly, just thinks is the ramblings of an old man. Yeah. But then, as night falls, he finds <laughs> himself still in Arkham, and. I don't want to say much more than that because yeah. there is an incredible story there. Very, very tense. You find out what's been happening. You find in out Arkham. what's been happening in Innsmouth through these stories of Zadok and mm. then through uh, the narrator's own experiences. Yeah. Which you yeah. knew from like from the ver- first verses of the book. He's starting to say that you know this encounter, which he's writing about, then triggered government investigation and. And a mm. massive governmental operation. So you, you, you kind of know early on it's that gonna something's going to go down. But <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the story of what happens to him in Innsmouth is brilliant. And then subsequently, the aftermath mm-hmm. and the way the book finishes is slightly spine tingling. Yeah, yeah. They often kind of they often will find out something towards the end, won't they, or something yeah. like that in Lovecraft stories. And I love the ending for for this now i've read a number of the other books as Mm -hmm. you have as well like the call of cthulhu and i really love the call of cthulhu this one is more of a story than call of cthulhu yeah it's got cthulhu yeah it had the main action in it happens in the past in the story doesn't it he basically finds out what happened to his ship years ago doesn't he yeah whereas with uh, the Shadow Over Innsmouth, the narrator is really caught up in the action mm. himself, and he's re- so he's talking about what yeah. you know what he did and what 
happened to him as opposed to as you say the call of cthulhu where a lot of it it's like the uh, narrator's being told by like the the inspector mm. isn't he of what you know what has happened to him in his investigations yeah here the narrator's living through it himself um and the tension in at times mm. really builds up because of that mm-hmm. um i really do like the the character of um the narrator and whatever he is <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh robert olmstead and i do like as well the some of the other characters like zadok allen mm-hmm. and some of the other ones he meets on his his adventure yeah. um if you are familiar with the lovecraft mythos this story does fit straight into that as opposed to some of lovecraft's non-cthulhu mythos stories um it's a novella it's not a full-length novel it's something like 50 pages in it yeah but it manages to tell quite a lot of information and quite a lot of story and Mm. action in those uh in that short story it's also been used a number of times to make audio books um and audio dramas it's in yeah i think i might have listened to an audio drama of it or something it's not there was one um probably my favorite of the renditions of it it was an abridged version so it's not the full story but it's an abridged version and it captures the feel of the book perfectly and right. that was uh, a bbc edition which was mm. read by richard coils right now richard coils if you've watched um, like going postal Mm-hmm. The, the the adaptation of the Discworld novel. Um, he plays Maybe. Moist von Litvig. Oh, okay. Right. So he's like the main guy in that. Mm-hmm. Um, his attempts at American accents aren't very good. <laughs> but forget that, because I mean, most of us in 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 the UK, which is where we're from, wouldn't know the local accents from like Massachusetts anyway. No, I mean, we hear plenty of American actors doing English accents that <laughs> don't sound like anything like anything we've heard here (laughs) (laughs) it kind of probably falls into that if you're if you're trying to place it as an american listener you probably wouldn't really Mm. get it um but i thought the his voice and the the thematic music that went along with it just suited the book brilliantly now hp lovecraft himself uh, died in 1937 he was 47 years old Uh, some of his own concerns really come through in this book some of them quite understandable, some of them quite negative in today's uh, enlightened and liberal, liberal area. Uh, yeah, well, for example, both of his parents died in a mental institution. Ah, his uh, father was put into a mental institution when he was just a child. I think he was mm. like three years old or something, and he died a few years later. Um, and his mother, oh, he was older at the time, he, he, was an, he was a grown man, but she also went ended up in the same institution as his father and no. died there after uh, I think it was a failed complications to do with a gallbladder surgery or something like right. that so but she was a uh, in the mental institution when she died mm. and his own fear of going insane which permeates his entire mythos it does really, yeah comes through quite strongly in this with the uh, the, it comes the through in all of them, doesn't it yeah um, very I much I th- so I think in a way though um, it's because psychology wasn't quite so well understood back mm. then. I mean, back then they would have just called it going insane. <laughs> well, it would even be a more, few years ago, people would have just called it being though. a bit of a character. <laughs> yeah, no, it would, they would have a specific syndrome that people got mm. from it or something. I mean, mostly the people just have PTSD from this, mm. don't they? <laughs> from seeing these monsters. Or from reading it. <laughs> yeah, from reading it as well. Yeah. So, But that, as I say, comes through very strongly in this. Also... Um, Lovecraft 
bear in mind that the Times had quite strong feelings about interracial marriage, mm-hmm. things like that, and some of that comes through. You expect that in an old in, book, yeah, in in this book as well, but not necessarily the way that you might think. Right. Um, but both of those features are present in the story. But as I say, that the real strong theme coming through this is that fear of descent into insanity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's just brilliantly written very tense there are some uh, very ye old English words that are used as, as there are in all of his books but I think anybody that's reading this will be able to even if they weren't familiar with the terms used would be able to um, know from context what those well, words mean it's only old American isn't it? it's not like mm. it's medieval yeah and personally, this is probably um, even more so than The Call of Cthulhu, my favourite of the Lovecraft tales. Well, I think it would be a good one to start with, wouldn't it, if you're going to read some of them. Yeah, because it, it's kind of a nice, mild way of introducing you to the mm. mythos as well. And if you've played Mansions of Madness, then you'll recognise it. Yeah, and you'll know some of the characters in there and the, the locations and everything. So if you're familiar with the, with that mythos at all... But you haven't read this book, then you will really enjoy this book. Our Lord and Master made us talk about this, <laughs> so now we have done it. Well, we thought we hadn't we haven't spoken about Cthulhu for a while, have we? And uh, we've certainly not spoken about any of the Cthulhu books, so no. it was about time. You must read it. And it's eighty years since he died, so it seemed fitting. Okay, there there we are. I am recommending The Shadow Over in Innsmouth by H. P. Lovecraft. It's a sci-fi horror which I think you will very much enjoy <laughs> farewell Questa. to find out about other productions by the Middlesome Meeples then check out our channel or rendezvous with us at middlesomemeeples.com until next time Questa, farewell and keep thine axe sharp